This is Self Guided, the podcast for real self-empowerment, where I share the wisdom that I've collected as a feminine embodiment coach. It's everything that's helped me and my clients get off the addictive cycle of finding a flaw within yourself to fix and instead step into radical self-acceptance. Because honestly, we were never broken. Please enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the fifth episode of season one of Self-Guided. I'm in the midst of taking care of myself and my family as we all got whatever bug has been going around. As I get this podcast ready, what's on my mind is to find a way to provide the most impact that I can in as little time as I can. And since the holidays are just around the corner, or maybe they've already started for you, I thought it would be great to address how you can remain or continue to or support yourself to be self-guided during the holidays. What I love about this, though, is that even though I'm talking about maintaining your self-guidedness during the holidays, you can come back to this episode whenever you have a special event coming up or any time you think that this exercise might be useful. I will get to all that in a moment, but I also want to tell you about an exclusive offer that I have for the month of November. We've been talking about doing self-development differently because the approach that you take is life-changing. If we stop going at it from a need to fix ourselves, then we actually move towards our desires and build a, a magnificent relationship with ourselves making it easier and easier to be self-guided. That's been the aim of this podcast. But what I've noticed, first in myself and then in my clients, is that we can have a self-improvement to-do list, a checklist of sorts. We make this list out of really good intentions, and then we never get through the list. We never get through it and get to the good part. You keep living with this pressure to get things right and finish the darn list. And when you do mark something off of that list, it's replaced within a really short period of time with something else that you'd like to improve. Honestly, if you're tired of struggling with your self-improvement to-do list, then the breakthrough sessions that I'm offering in November are for you. We'll look at that checklist together and find where to focus your time and energy so you can get through that to-do list in record time. We spend 75 minutes on a call together, super intimate, super high touch. Then we co-create a customized solution for you and you get email support from me for 28 days to really anchor your breakthrough. So if you want to see what's possible for you, go to dominicvandal.com slash breakthrough to book your session. That's D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L dot com slash breakthrough, B-R-E-A-K-T-H-R-O-U-G-H. As I said, this is for November only, and there's a total of 10 spots available. So make sure you grab one early if this feels right for you. Okay, now let's get to today's topic. Let's talk about being self-guided during the holidays. If you've been having some success in being self-guided, first, well done. I hope you take the time to celebrate yourself. 
Let's do that now, actually. And second, I know that whenever situations change, there's a moment of disequilibrium, a time of transition and a time for adjustment. For me, if I am not self-aware, I can easily fall into disconnection with self. Transition periods seem to be the hardest for me, so I'm sure that it must be for many of you as well. The holidays is a time of transition for me, which is great because I know this so I can support myself ahead of time, which you probably know by now I am a big fan of. What I've noticed is that I'll start to focus on the people I'll be hosting, the prep that I think is necessary to make events come together and happen. I'll start to put some of my daily practices that allow for deeper self-awareness I'll put them to the side because I sense a challenging time ahead and my default is to start planning and basically overthink what's ahead. Now, the less I do my practices, and and no, they do not have to be long at all, the less I do them, the more disconnected I am and the more I start to react as opposed to respond to what's in front of me. While that's the behavior I've noticed in myself, I wonder what behavior it might be for you. So take a breath here before we continue. In fact, I'll pause with you and ask you again. When you know a special event is coming up, what behaviors do you default to? In what ways do you find yourself disconnecting from self? Now, if I were perfect, (laughs) which I am not, I would simply stay consistent with my daily embodiment practices. Truth is, even right now, before the holidays really get started, I'm not always able to do a daily embodiment practice. Take this last month. Partner was sick. Kids were sick. I was sick. And all at different times. And I did not do my formal practices the way I normally do them. I did, however, lean on informal practices and pockets of time and just moments during the day where I would pause and sink deeper in my experience with either breath or movement or sound or combination. So that means that all this work that you've been doing, all the times that you've been purposefully doing these embodiment practices, it stays inside of you. There's a remembrance that you can bring with you in informal occasions where you're not doing them on purpose for whatever reason. Right now, this last month for me, it's been a question of time, but it's not really that I don't have time. It's that I'm choosing where to focus. It was on getting better, honestly. If that meant sleeping a good part of the day, that's what I did. And it also meant taking care of my kids where I would normally be doing an embodiment practice. Total choice, and I own that. Now, on to what you are hoping for in this episode. Let's look at three steps that make all the difference if you can find five minutes in your day to pause and tap in. You do not have to do each step one after the other. You can do this at your own pace. If you can devote more time, then that's fine. What I want to offer you today is a quick practice because it's possible to have a lot of insight and to support yourself even with limited time. So if you like mini challenges, this could actually be an invitation to see what you can do for yourself with just 
five minutes. The three steps are, one, discovering what your concerns are about the special event. Two, deciding what you want to use your time and energy for. And three, finding quick ways to bring you back. What does this really look like and how can you start using this today so that you are self-guided throughout the holidays? Let's do it. If we start with step one, discovering your concerns, what comes to mind for you? For me, I already know that if I let my brain tell me all of its concerns, I'm very likely to spin out, create worst case scenarios, which then create this sort of anxiety loop. So here, I would put a timer on and remind myself that I can always take a step back if this exploration gets to be too much for my nervous system. That's what I know about myself. So I won't deny what I've seen as my default brain behavior. I will account for it. This is a bit of a tangent, but it's super important. It's how you meet yourself where you are, how you are in this moment to better support you. It's not a judgment. Whatever you've noticed as your brain's default behavior does not have to be a problem. You can observe it and support yourself. So step one, I like to use pencil and paper for this step, but there's no right or wrong way to do it. In fact, you may want to do this as a voice memo for yourself or draw your concerns, whatever seems like a fulfilling invitation to you, go with it. As long as you can understand what you've noted so that you can refer back to it, That's all you need. I'll share one of my concerns with you now and show you how I use steps two and three with that concern so you can have a concrete example. One of my concerns when hosting is that they'll notice how inept I am at hosting. Now, I know this isn't factual, but that is a concern I have. We could poke holes in this statement and tap into a deeper knowing, but we're just going to take it at face value for now and see what we can do with it in less than five minutes. Once I've listed my concerns, I take some grounding breaths to be more settled. I do this for myself because I know that listing my concerns or bringing them up sometimes activates a nervous response. So my goal is to regulate my nervous system before I do, like really fully do step two, which is deciding what you want to use your time and energy and focus for. There's a really simple logic here. If I don't choose where I want to use my time, energy, and focus, my brain will find evidence that I am a poor host and that the people in hosting can totally tell how bad of a host I am. During much of our time together, facial expressions from my guests will be interpreted to foster the story that I've already built. I will be distracted by every perceived misstep that I might make, so on and so on. On the flip side, if I choose where I want to use my time, energy, and focus, I make space for a different experience altogether. So when I take that grounding breath, I am reminded that what is important to me when I'm really being honest is not all of the things that my brain would normally prepare me for in that spinning out that I mentioned earlier, which normally that prep would be very superficial planning the tableware and what kind of topics I might want to bring up, the topics I may want to avoid. Am I doing certain rituals properly or not? All of that stuff. For me, what's really important is that we actually be in each other's presence and that I get to know them more intimately. 
That's it. I can't really plan for this in my mind. It's what will happen in the moment. So you see, when I do step two, there are two things that tend to happen. For one, I easily let go of things that actually don't matter to me, but that my brain kind of made a big deal out of. And second, I notice that I feel much more self-assured because these are the things that I can typically actually do as a bonus when I send my attention to the things that matter to me. And this won't be the case for everyone. But for me, because those things are usually connection, that means that even my own self-judgment falls away some. I'm focused on something far greater and in itself grounding. Now, I've played with both trusting that having done steps one and two are enough for my intention to work its magic. And I've also played with having a little built-in insurance with sort of a fallback plan. I use the word plan very loosely here. Being that I am a human, I'm probably going to have moments where I stray from my intention. So I help myself by doing step three, finding quick ways to bring me back. There are no limits to what step three could be. I imagine that there are as many ways as there are humans. What's a simple, quick, and easy thing that you could do to bring yourself back to your intention in the moment? I plan on using my body and my environment. That sounds terrible. Please let me explain. I can put things on my body as reminders, such as wearing a bracelet that reminds me of my intention whenever I kind of play with it. I can put some art pieces with inspirational words or sentences that I can easily see throughout the event. I can play music that grounds me as sort of a background music while we mingle. What could you do? It's infinite. Use what is available to you. Make it easy. The best way that I think I can describe this three-step process is as a way of sort of topping off the groundwork that you've already done, the sort of more formal embodiment practices that you've been doing to help you reconnect to self. They're like these mini boosts, if you will. Now, will I find and even possibly create more time and space for embodiment practices to really anchor in and connect with self during the holidays? Yes, yes, I do think so. I do plan to. And, well, I also know that this mini practice that I just shared with you will be enough to support me for the holidays. So start by identifying the concerns that you have. Decide where you actually want to direct your focus, time, and energy and find ways that will easily bring you back. That is what I have for you today. Do not forget that if you're struggling to finish your self-improvement to-do list, book a breakthrough session with me this November. Let's set you free from that pressure so you can enjoy your life now. Until next time, love to each and every one. If you're new to Feminine Embodiment, or want to know how to better tap into your body's wisdom, I've got just the resource for you. I created the Is This For Me guide to help you find out exactly how your body is speaking to you and letting you know if something is a full body yes or not. You can grab the guide at dominicvandal.com links 
That's D-O-M-I-N-I-Q-U-E-V-A-N-D-A-L dot com slash links, L-I-N-K-S. That's right, with an S. And guess what? The guide is specifically designed to see if a program, course, or coach is for you. And let's be real, you can use this guide for everything. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with me.